Hey everyone, this is Francois Chow, and you are listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast, everyone. I'm Christopher DeFilippis, and I bring you the latest in our series of interview redo specials, featuring the interviews we did with the cast and crew of the Quantum Leap Revival series throughout Season 1, most of which appeared only on our YouTube channel. And we are at Episode 10, Paging Dr. Song, Paging Dr. Song, it's the gripping hospital drama in which Ben leaps into a medical residence who has to handle an ER full of train crash victims while battling a corrupt hospital administration. Listen, Albin had two awesome guest star interviews for this one. First, he speaks with Tiffany Smith, who plays Dr. Sandra Turk in the episode. And then he chats with Francois Chow, who plays crash victim Louis Tam. Both interviews are a lot of fun, with Tiffany's clear excitement at finding new avenues as an entertainer in what she terms the geek space, while Francois recounts highlights of a decades-long career. Seriously, he's been in like a million things. As always, special thanks to our producers Harold Sullivan, Glenda Palma, Chris, a.k.a. Brackamang, Mike Covert, Jeff Kiska, Craig Riedler, Cosplay Dad, Charles Allen Gossard, and Morgan Felden for helping make this content possible. Go to patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast to learn more about how you can support the show. Now let's get this show started. Stat! Hello and welcome back to the Quantum Leap Podcast. I'm Albie and I'm so excited to have with us the uh, main guest star of the episode Paging Dr. Song. She played Dr. Sandra Turk and she's Tiffany Smith. How you doing, Tiffany? Hello. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> May I start off by saying it's an honor to have a man at arms with us today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was honestly like so getting to do Master of the Universe, I'm, I've been a fan ever since I was a little kid. Um, so a lot of the jobs that I get to do because I've been in the geek space for a long time, it's always stuff where I watched it and now I get to do it. And same thing with Quantum Leap. But when I found out that for Master of the Universe, I was going to get to become a man at arms, I was so excited. And the second question I asked was, am I going to get another action figure? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just rewatched the uh, Masters of the Universe after show you did uh, last night because uh, when, when I was watching this episode, Paige and Dr. Song, I was like, I know her. I know her. Where do I know her from? So then after the episode, I kind of went on the IMDb and, and I was like, oh, yeah. So I watched again. So what's it like hosting with Kevin Smith, something like that, an after show for Netflix? Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about that was, so I've I've been working in the industry for a while now. I started out doing mostly hosting stuff, like I said, in the kind of geek genre space. And so I've known Kevin for years and we've done stuff, you know, with DC Comics and, you know, I used to host for Fandango. So I've interviewed him for films that he was working on and stuff. So getting to work with him on Master of the Universe Revelation, now Revolution, um, was amazing. It was one of those things where, you know, you audition for a project and you're excited about it because of the property, but then extra excited because, you know, you have friends that are working on it. Um, so getting to do that with Kevin was amazing. It's so much fun having him in the, um, we, it was mostly over zoom because of the fact that we were recording during COVID. Um, but it was awesome getting to see how excited he gets about the recording sessions and then getting to the after show was great because we didn't get to spend a ton of time together um, in person doing the actual recording. So, um, getting to do the after show with him and Rob was amazing and so much fun. And, um, it, like it was great doing that. And then getting to actually, we got to go to Comic-Con 
San Diego Comic-Con this last year and have a panel in Hall H, um, which wow. Rob was there and Kevin moderated and yeah. Dolph Lundgren mm-hmm. came and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't get better than Hall H, right? Yeah. Yeah. For geek, it sure doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, those interviews you did, uh, they seemed very cut down, like the first 30 seconds, last 30 seconds, middle 30 seconds. Were they like longer interviews when you did them? Did you do them live on the set? We did do longer interviews. We did them live on set. Yeah. But it, again, like I said, we, we were doing them via Zoom. So it was a little bit harder because at that time, like it was still pretty, not early, early in the pandemic, but still trying to figure out like how you could get people on and make sure that the cues and everything matched up and everything timing wise worked. Um, and we, I mean, fortunately it was during the pandemic. So we did get to do stuff over Zoom because we were interviewing people from all over the world. Like, you know, all of our actors were all over the place. And usually when you're trying to get people in person, it's a little bit harder. So getting to do it over Zoom was great. Is, is there anything you can uh, tell us about the new season? Have you started any of it yet? Um, all I can say is, yes, we've been, we've, I've recorded some, some of season two. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, and that William Shatner is on season two. Um, can't tell that's, you anything about his character, something. but. Wow. Yeah, I didn't that hear was, that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was the big announcement at Comic-Con. He came out at the end of the panel and I've been a massive Star Trek fan my whole life too. So that's, you know, it's Star Wars. You've got Mark Hamill and then Star Trek happens when you get William Shatner. So I was, I was very, very, very excited. I think the fans will be excited too. That's cool. You're a Trekkie. You're a real nerd. You're one of us. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have a lightsaber on my wall. I have all my comics up. Yeah, I, I grew up watching all this kind of genre stuff with my parents. And, you know, I think it's, it's definitely not left me. And that's, that's the space that I want to continue to be able to work in. <laughs> is is that part of what um, wanted you to get into the entertainment industry? And how did, how did you start off in that and, you know, acting and hosting and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, I, I went to, I thought I was going to be an actor early on um, and a singer. And then, I ended up, my parents both went to, were the first to go to college. And so they were like, you need to go to college and get a degree. Um, and so I, I went to school for broadcast journalism. Cause I was like, it's entertainment industry, but not entertainment industry. It's like adjacent. Um, and I loved talking to people. I moved a lot growing up. So I feel like interviewing people and getting to know people is something I really, really enjoy. Um, so yeah, going to school, went to school for broadcast journalism. I went to Syracuse. And I remember them always asking because it was it was very, very heavy into sports and stuff. And I was like, I want to do entertainment. I want to talk about, you know, geeky stuff that I love. And at that time, um, G4 Attack of the Show was huge. And so that was the ultimate goal for me was to work for G4. Um, and so after I graduated, I, I, I was born in Los Angeles. So I moved back out here um, a little while after college and was lucky enough to get to do some stuff on G4. I did Attack of the Show and X-Play and... Um, that kind of opened the door. And I think it was one of those things where, like I said, I grew up reading comic books and um, playing video games and just loving genre. And um, I think once I started working in the industry, people really saw that and knew it. And so um, it just kept opening more doors where it was like, I got to work for Marvel and do red carpets for their movie premieres. And then I did hosted a show for DC comics for a long time. Um, And, you know, working with Kevin and then kind of from there, it was, you know, I got to be on incredible sets because I worked for Fandango for a while and did kind of all their genre um, films coverage. And I just remember being on sets and being like, man, 
I still want to act. I really want to do that. And so I started taking classes again and not really telling anybody because I, I, I'm very much like, I want to crush it when I do something. So started taking classes again. And then once I felt ready, I started kind of telling people that I was going to be auditioning and I wanted to get back into acting um, or really focus on acting. And it's been an awesome experience. You know, I did, I ended up doing Jane the Virgin and then Supernatural and um, the film happened to be at the right time where I played Meghan Markle in a film. And, you know, it's just been snowballed from there. And, you know, I, I feel very, very, very lucky and excited to see what's coming next. That's awesome. Yeah, I was really in the G4. I watched it since the uh, old um, ZDTV days with screensavers and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I, I watched some of that stuff, so I enjoyed nice. it. Nice. Um, so what's it like uh, being a fan of the genre shows and then getting to actually do Quantum Leap? <laughs> um. I think I allow, I let myself like geek out about it when I first book it. And then after that, you kind of have to be like, okay, now it's work time. Um, so it, it's, it's awesome. Like I said, I watched Quantum Leap with my family growing up and getting to do the show. You know, I, I auditioned for a couple different episodes and um, have some friends who are writers on the, sh on the show. So when they booked it, it was like, oh my God, we were so excited to begin with. Um, just that they got to do it. And then the fact that this opportunity came up and I auditioned and I was actually in New York working at New York Comic-Con and I got the audition and I was like, I don't know if I can, like how I have to record it. And fortunately I was staying with a friend who um, she's done self tapes before. So she had equipment and stuff and, you know, we just threw it all together and I recorded this audition super fast. And I think it's one of those things sometimes that you know, as an actor, you get so precious about your auditions and you take so much time sometimes. And those are the ones you don't book. <laughs> and then when it's like really quick turnaround and you just have to do it and trust your, trust that your acting skills are there. Um, it worked out for this one. And I, I keep telling people, I remember when I was working on set and I just was like, this cast and crew is, everyone is so incredibly kind and wonderful and nice. And I just felt really, really lucky to get to be working with all of them. And I mean, the only downer is that you're like, man, this is not a show where you get to come back really <laughs> because of the time and stuff. You get to be the main guest star, but unless they leap back to that hospital at that time or yeah. somewhere else in your life, it, it does happen. There's been, yeah. you know, like Jimmy, the LaMotta family in the original series, it went back a few times. So you never know. You never but, know. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're you're the main guest star in this episode, and you you really do carry the episode. And your your story is amazing. Uh, tell tell me everything you can remember about being on set and and just the whole process of uh, being that main guest star in an episode of Quantum Leap. Yeah, I mean, I think you you audition for projects, and you get sometimes you get to read a couple of scenes from the episode, but you don't get the whole thing. Um, until after you book the job. And so that was what happened here where I auditioned. I got a couple scenes and then I was like, I remember being like, I am not a doctor. So <laughs> is there going to be someone on set that like helps me with that kind of stuff? Cause that was my, that was my biggest concern. I think when I first went in was that I was like the acting I got, I can do that. I know how to do that. But then also adding in, you know, the medical aspect of it. And for a lot of actors, you know, the medical jargon is the hard part, but for me, I think because of hosting for so long, like memorizing stuff comes a little bit easier for me. It's more the 
like remembering that you have to do certain actions at the same time, every time and making sure that I am doing the correct actions and, you know, just even chest compressions. Usually you think like the way you're supposed to do them, people like bend their arms and they don't bend their arms when they're doing it. Arms are straight. Um, so that was, that was my first thing is that I was like, oh my gosh, is there going to be a medical tech or somebody on set to help me out? And there was, of course, and they were wonderful and so helpful. Um, and I asked so many questions while I was there. Um, and it was great. Like I said, um, Derek Hughes and Ben Rabb wrote the episode and I've known them just through, you know, working for DC, they did stuff on the flash. So we, we were friends. And so it was amazing getting to be on set and having them there. Um, and talk through the episode and talk through the character. Um, and then Ray and Caitlin are just absolutely delightful humans, like just the nicest people. And we just hit it off really well and easily. And, you know, there was, there was definitely a lot of like singing songs and dancing and talking about nerdy things. (laughs) Um, I think that that's for me, I, every time I go onto a project, I'm like, I want to make sure that, you know, I get to bring joy with me and that when I leave a set, people feel happier and like they had a better experience and you know, that it was awesome and fun. And I just left feeling so like lighthearted and full. And I literally was sad to leave the set on the last day. Um, usually you're sad as an actor to leave a set cause I, you just love acting and that's part of it too. But it was just like everybody from, you know, hair, makeup, wardrobe, um, the director was wonderful, right? Everybody was, it was just so much fun. It was such a great experience. And I think that that's why the show comes across so well, because, you know, you can, even if you're not seeing what's actually happening behind scenes, I think it comes across on the screen. Uh, is there any, I don't, I know TV's very rush, 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 uh, but did you have time to like, think of uh, like a backstory for your character that we might not necessarily see on screen? but uh, influenced your acting of it, of the character? You know, I think with this character, there was, we had, uh, her story kind of gives you some of her backstory where it's like, you know, the interactions with her dad and that sort of stuff going on. That was the part where really I, I had to spend a little more time for myself just so that I knew, like, thinking about like, what are some of the things that happen between her and her dad that they are kind of estranged and, Um, you know, there's certain moments where it's like, we're not actually, there's not dialogue, but we're having to interact with each other and figure out like what's happening here or how, um, is there a bond that's rekindled? And then with a show like this, it's, you know, Ray is leaping into a character that Sandra has a relationship with. Um, so I kind of played with that a little bit where it was like, what was our friendship before he gets there? And that was, I, I think... It, it was such a cool thing to see because I think, you know, you watch the original show and now watching this one, it, it kind of goes over your head that the lead actor has to play so many different roles where it's like Ray is playing his character, but then he's also playing, you know, this resident or another episode, he's playing a bounty hunter um, and sometimes female and sometimes different ethnicities. And I just, it's, awesome to watch him be number one on that show and be such a light and kind and amazing human and do such a great job with all of the acting as well. Cause it's definitely a lot to carry. And I think that, um, like that, that was really cool for me to see too on set. That's awesome. Uh, what was it like working with this director? 
Um, Tessa was awesome. She, she really, it's, it's fun when you get to a set and the director really has a clear idea of exactly what they want. And so it almost, it, it's just very quick and smooth. Um, and she was playful with all of us too. Like when we were singing and dancing and stuff, it was like, she would jump in and, you know, I, I got to take like little videos on set and stuff that hopefully I'll be posting, um, some on social media after the episode airs. Um, but she, I hadn't worked with her before and now like I left the set and I was like, I hope that we get to work together again. It's so nice to get to work with new people and just vibe with them so quickly. Cause I think there, there is definitely something when you're on a set that the guest stars are constantly changing and that the director is a different director. Every episode, you have to make a bond really quickly. And as an actor feeling comfortable and safe and that you really trust the director is great because you know, it's some directors will give you a lot of direction and I love getting direction. Um, and other directors like, Tessa would come up if she had something specific, but if you did it the way she needed it, it was like, great. Okay. We can move on. Um, so when she did come up with notes, it was always really fun for me to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to process that. And then let's, let's play with that. Let's do that. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's one of the things I love about being an actor is that you do get to work with different directors and kind of feel it out as you go along because everybody has a different, a different way of doing things. And I think it just brings different things out of you as a performer. Uh, being friends with the writers, were you let in on anything that might've changed in the script uh, before when they first wrote it and in, in the final shooting of it? Like a lot of times they'll change things last minute. Um, not in this one. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think that there was anything. Um, nothing changed from when we first started to when we shot stuff scripting wise. Um, it was just, I, I think working in LA, you have friends and you just want to see people succeed and, you know, see them level up and get to where they really want to be. And so that was the biggest thing for me is that like, sometimes I would just walk off and be like, yeah, like we're working on a set for Quantum Leap together. Like this is awesome. <laughs> um, so I think we had a lot more moments of that than um, any of the script stuff changing that I knew about at least for this episode. Okay. Was uh, was all of your parts uh, filmed at the abandoned hospital or what, were any of them on uh, the set at Universal? Um, we shot some stuff at the set at Universal and then the hospital as well. Um, so it was nice because the first first day I was, um, on the set. Um, and so that was really cool just to kind of get a vibe and, you know, see where everyone was at. And then the rest of the time we were at the hospital and, you know, it's always really fun when you, you hear this so much from actors, but where it's like the audition is the hardest part. And then once you get to set, it's so much easier because everything's there for you. Like we're in a hospital setting and there's extras and there's gurneys and there's people running around and, you know, you have your stethoscope on and your everything that you need. Um, so getting to be on an, at an actual hospital set was really cool. Um, and just kind of puts you in the headspace a little bit easier than I think it is when you're trying to record at home and a blank wall and, you know, with your cell phone on a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, acting as a doctor is probably uh, strange enough when you, you you're not a doctor and you don't know the medical stuff, but you're, it's also like a period piece. It's not that far back, but still there's a, you know, a, a lot of changes, especially in technology. I noticed in this, the cell phone you were talking on, uh, 
mm-hmm. to your ex, your character's ex and stuff yeah. like that. Was it uh, funny or strange to just be dealing with that uh, older technology? It was so funny because <laughs> there was stuff where I was like, do I have to like, do I have to flip this open and then press something? Do, do I have to pull the <laughs> antenna out? Like what, what did, do I need to, how, what exactly do I have to do? Or just like small things like that where, you know, you've seen those old flip phones. Um, but like, I don't know. I didn't use one. So I don't know if I had to pull the antenna out every time or was it just when you don't have good service? I don't know. Um, so getting to walk around with like a pager and the big flip phones, um, they did such a great job with the props on this one. And it was so cool because I actually, I had never really watched ER. Um, so after I booked it, I like sat down and binge watched the first season of ER and that gave me a really good vibe for, you know, kind of what headspace we would be in where it was like, okay, it's kind of like nineties ish, like hospital drama, like what is that vibe? Um, so that was great to get to watch that and kind of, and see like what that show even did and how, cause I, that show was so impactful for TV going forward as well, just the way they lit the show and everything. Um, and getting to see George Clooney, like early George Clooney was really cool too. <laughs> and just how many people were on that show. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was cool. And, you know, I think that that is one of those things where it's interesting. Cause it, like you said, it wasn't so far back in time that we had tons of different stuff, but the technology part was definitely, it was definitely fun to play around with and kind of be like, oh, wait, do I have my pager on me? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do I do with a pager? I don't even really know. <laughs> yeah, the producer was going for that uh, high energy ER vibe. So uh, the final edit, it, it, it does have a lot more high energy uh, like that. So that's, it. I think awesome. it turned out really well. Yeah. Um, Yay. <laughs> um, did, did you have to do any ADR for the, uh, for the episode? Um, the ADR that I had to do was very minimal. Um, I think I was in there for like 15 minutes or something. Um, but it's always fun to get to go because you get to see, you know, maybe even just a tiny bit of the episode, um, depending how much ADR you have to do. Um, and I always kind of enjoy doing ADR because I think it's like, I almost look at it like a game, like Simon says. Sometimes when you go into do ADR and keep, prob- if you already know some of this, like tell me to stop. But I'm like, sometimes ADR is you have to match because the audio didn't come through. And sometimes ADR is they're adding in like a couple of lines here or there um, just to help the story go along. For things to make more sense sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so for most of this one, for me, I think I it was just like throwing in a couple little extra lines. So it wasn't having to like match stuff, which that's the part that can take a little bit longer. Um, but I always have fun doing it. It's almost, it, for me, it feels like Simon says, or did you ever play that game where it was like the lights lit up and you had to press the buttons at mm-hmm. a certain time yeah, um, or playing yeah. like, yeah, like guitar hero or something. I'm like, that's kind of how it feels when I do ADR where it's like, can I like hopscotching in to make sure you say <laughs> the words at the exact right time. Um, and it's weird cause it's like you said it originally, but you have to like match it and match the energy. So how is that different than like recording for Andra? Um, so voiceover for Andra is incredibly different. Um, acting wise, the thing that I love about doing voiceover is that like you get to use your whole body in different ways than you do as an actor when you're on camera. I mean, there's certain things where it's like, you have to pay, like when I'm doing voiceover, I don't 
care how my hair looks or my makeup looks or what the lighting is like on my face. You know, it's just like, you're just there to sound a certain way. Um, and it's definitely like learning things where, you know, as an actor on camera, you can use your hands to like express and cover your face or be like, oh, like you can't do that when you're doing voiceover. You have to just, cause that will block the mic. Um, so there's certain things where it's just action wise, you kind of have to figure out along the way as a voiceover actor different than being an on-camera actor. Um, or in front of the cam live action. Um, but I love them both. Cause I think they both just present like different challenges and you'll still have to go in. It's not exactly the same ADR, but sometimes you go in for animation and you still have to kind of voice match cause may, or um, like lip flap matching kind of where it's like, okay, well we didn't quite get this or with the energy that we want. So can you say it again, but can you do the energy here or um, same kind of thing? Like, can we throw in a line here? Can we add this here? Um, but that happens less like ADR for live action usually is that, um, but for animation, sometimes you'll just go in and because they don't have the animation done, a lot of it is matching your performance after the fact. Um, so it's cool now because we're, you know, towards the end of season one, when I was going in to do pickups and stuff, I just remember there would be stuff where Andra would be doing it. And I was like, did you guys like copy what I was doing in the VO booth or did you just kind of like, do you know me well enough that now like you're animating her that way? And they were like, it's a little bit of both. Um, so powerhouse animation is fantastic at what they do. Um, so it's really cool. Cause I think that show for me is the first time where I got to take a character from, you know, the beginning of a season all the way to the end and watch her grow and get to grow with her. And that, that's something that I'm really looking forward to getting to do at some point. Um, on camera too. Oh, wow. That would be cool. What, yeah. what was it like uh, being directed by Kevin Smith? Um, he's great. Like, you know, we had, uh, Colette Sunderman was voice directing as well. Um, she was our voice director for the show. So he would be in there and it, Kevin's energy is just so awesome. And he's so supportive. And the thing that I love is like Colette has been in the industry for so long and she's an incredible voice director. And, the stuff that she can do where it's like, I, I haven't been voice acting for a really long time. So efforts and stuff are, I'm still learning all of that stuff. So the fighting sequences, that sort of thing, or it's like, okay, well, you're going to jump off of this thing and then you hit the ground and then you start running. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, she'll be like, <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, okay. I can copy that. Um, so she's wonderful with that kind of stuff and just getting in there. Kevin is very much like, you'll do a performance and he'll be like, that, yes. Like he just has so much emotion and energy after you do a performance in the way that he hears it, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, it, it was awesome having both of them um, help to bring this character to life. And like I said, it's it's one of those things where, especially in voice acting, because we weren't getting to record together, I couldn't hear what anyone else's performances were. So I really had to trust the directors to kind of guide me along the way and say, okay, this is going to match here. Or like, let's try it. Do do your lines, but do it these different ways. And even if it felt a little off, like from what I was thinking, they knew what the other actors had done. So to help it fit together a little bit better, which is a big difference than when you're acting you know, on a show like Quantum Leap, where you're getting to actually work with other actors and see what Ray's doing or hear what Caitlin's doing, because I'm not ever supposed to actually see Caitlin. <laughs> um, that I will say is one of the most interesting things about this show is that, like, you have to 
just forget that she's there. Like you can't interact with her when you're filming, which is so weird because, you know, we like, we've become friends now. And I'm like, I'm glad that it was after the fact because I think it would be even harder being on set and just like when she'd walk in, just ignoring her. (laughs) Um, Because it literally is, you know, you're having a conversation with a character and she's just supposed to swoop in behind him. And it's like, you can't even acknowledge that she's there. Mm -hmm. Did did you ever slip up and and like give her a glance or anything and they had to do another take? I didn't. I didn't. I was ready. I was ready for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That, that's a good out if you don't like the take you're doing. You can just ruin it by <laughs> looking at it, right? So just look right at her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there were so many great actors in this episode. The the gentleman who played your father, what was it like working with him? He was amazing. Like, we we didn't get to spend too much time together. But, you know, he just came in and brought this energy. And it was literally like, we sat down and he started telling me stories about his career. And... That's, you know, I think it's, it's something that for me, like I said, as a host, I just enjoy talking to people and hearing their stories. So we just chatted and, you know, he shared stuff about the industry and getting to come and work on this set with us. And so I think that it, it was one of those things where we, like I said, we didn't have a ton of time together, but because we got to have that time to chat a little bit, I think it helped with, you know, making the bond and having it feel like, um, we had this longer relationship for the show and for our characters. Um, But yeah, it's, I, I try to go onto every set as if it's my first one, because I think that you can learn so much from everyone who's on the set. And I like to, I like to look at people as like, I'm like, you're going to be a mentor to me, whether you know you're being a mentor to me or not, what can I learn from you? How can I be better um, from this experience? And with him, it was just like hearing about his experience as an actor, seeing the energy that he brought to set, um, it was awesome. It was so much fun. Well, I hope that we get to work on something again together soon. Yeah, that'd be great. I have to ask about the scene uh, with uh, Francois and he had the shrapnel in his head. Yeah. What was that like, like acting around, you know, makeup, <laughs> that shrapnel sticking in a guy's head? And like, that's not like a normal scene a lot of people get to do. So what was that like? Yeah, you know, it was it like I said before, it was one of those things where I think that a lot of times as actors, you you continuity is something that like you have to match every time where it's like, okay, well I had to take the, make sure I take the shrapnel out at a certain point. Um, and it took a lot of stuff from direction to trust, you know, okay. So if I don't take it out here, is it like, if I don't actually pull it out, does it still look okay? And trusting that, you know, um, the DP and everyone has got everything that they need. So it looks as realistic as it possibly can. Cause obviously I'm not really pulling shrapnel out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the makeup team did such an amazing job um and it's just always fun when you know you get to do like i one of the first films that i did was a horror film and it's like when you get to like add in the blood and do all that kind of stuff it's always it's always fun and again like i said as an actor the more realistic it looks the easier it is for me to perform while i'm doing it you know um and so i got to definitely take that piece out a couple of times just to make sure we got the shot right. Um, And that was where, again, I was asking our medical people a lot more questions where it was just like, okay, how would I do this? Like, what would the reaction be? What do we need to do? Who comes in to like, make sure he doesn't bleed all over the place. And um, so that part was, it was definitely a learning curve and just a lot of fun. And, you know, it's, I always like a challenge. So I'm like, yes, keep throwing more stuff at me. It's, oh, it's, it really is like choreography when you're doing that, 
sort of stuff on a show like this. It must be crazy. You go to work that day and you, you just learn about temporal arteries and different things like that. And <laughs> yeah. It's true. You know, and that's, I like, I love learning new things. So, so much of it is, you know, Google the words, anytime a word comes up where I'm like, how oh, what's that? Especially medical stuff where, yes, we have somebody on set to talk me through it, but I'm like, I kind of want to have an idea already when I go in to be like, okay, I know what these words mean, but can you talk me through this part? Cause I don't really understand it. Obviously I didn't go to medical school. Um, so what would I need to focus on or what are the things that I need to do here, here, here? Um, and so, yeah, that scene was really fun. And you know, it's, it's, it's always fun when more actors are on set together. It's always a longer day for filming because you have to get different angles and different shots on everybody. But I just, it's, I think, especially coming out of the pandemic, getting to be on set with so many actors and so many great, talented, wonderful actors was amazing, you know, and and on top of that ended up the um, Eugene Bird, who's in the episode as well. He's one of my friends too. And so we both auditioned and we both know the writers, EPs on the show. And wow. we didn't know we'd both booked it until like I went in for my <laughs> fitting and I was like, ah, Eugene booked it too. Um, so that was really fun. Um, especially because it's like we, we actually would hop on Zoom the night before we had scenes and run our lines and stuff together. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would really help. Yeah, because you yeah. don't get a lot of uh, rehearsal in television if at all. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, I love re I love rehearsal. So I'm like, anytime someone wants to run lines with me when I'm on a job, I'm like, yes, let's do it as many times as we possibly can. <laughs> do you have any special plans for viewing the episode when it airs? Um, I usually watch one time by myself, and then I'll like watch with other people. So I think probably. Um, it's tomorrow. I don't know how this works since the podcast is airing after the fact. But. Uh, yeah. <laughs> While we're recording it, it's tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At 10 p.m. Yeah. So my plan is to watch and possibly be on social media a little bit while I'm watching. Um, but I definitely usually watch whatever I do the first time by myself just because I'm, I'm a little bit critical and I get a little awkward. I'm like, ah, I don't want to watch myself. <laughs> um, and then I'll probably watch with some friends. Um, it's it's awesome because it's one of those things too where when you get to do shows that it's more more mainstream or on a network that everybody can watch. Seeing the support of friends is awesome because you know all of my friends are like, "How are where we're gonna watch? We're gonna be texting you. Do you want to watch with us?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, and finally, uh, in the future, when you're looking back at your experience with Quantum Leap, like what's the takeaway you'll you'll keep with you? Um, I think honestly, the takeaway is it sounds so cheesy, but like the friendships that I made on set, the ones that I had before and the new friendships that I have now where I hope that I get to keep working with, you know, people that were on this show. I hope I get to walk onto other sets and see them. Um, and I think it's just a reminder too that, you know, I think it's always, not, it's not every actor's goal, but like, I would love to be on a show where it's a, you know, long running number one or number two on a show, especially in this genre space. And just seeing, like I said, how kind and welcoming everyone was on this set. That's definitely something that I had had in the back of my mind that I always wanted to be like on set, but getting to see it in this circumstance, that's definitely something that I'll take away where it's like, you know, you can be that way on a set. It can be wonderful. You can be incredibly talented and have a lot of fun. And I think 
a lot of times when guest stars come in, it is different because it's like, you're just on the show for one episode and then you're, you're gone. Um, but being them all being so welcoming makes such a huge difference. Um, and I think it, like I said earlier, it comes across on the episode. Tiffany Smith. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I hope everybody enjoys the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Quantum Leap Podcast. I'm Albie and today with us is Francois Chow. You'll know him as the gentleman that had shrapnel in his head for the first part of the episode of the episode uh, paging Dr. Ben's song. So uh, Francois, thank you so much for being on the Quantum Leap Podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. It's an honor to talk with you. I think I've seen you in almost every show that I've watched <laughs> over the past how many years you, you seem to you seem to make it in all of those when they want someone yeah with, with like uh, gravitas and a good voice and a good heart like you're the guy they call it seems I I, uh, I guess if you if you've watched TV in the last or oh, what uh, God 30 years or so yeah uh, sooner or later I'll show up and <laughs> you know I think I'm, I'm one of those uh, you're watching and you go oh yeah Oh, that guy. Oh, of course. That's that's the guy that's I don't know who he is, but oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> that's uh, me. When I was watching paging Dr. Song, I was like, oh, the guy from Lost. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure you get that all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Like- it's been a while, but uh, uh, not as much as, as uh, I used to. It's it's well, Lost has been off the air for over what? 10 years now, I think. Right. It, it, it has. But I think that was yeah. like one of the few shows that everybody everywhere was watching every week. So yeah, it was yeah. like one of the biggest things. So how yeah. did you get into acting and, and television and film work? Um, I guess I got uh, interested uh, well in, uh, in high school. Uh, I've told this story so many times. I think uh, whoever's watching this is probably going, Oh my God, there he goes again. But uh, yeah, in high school, I went to uh, an all boys Jesuit uh, high school back in the, on the East coast. And, uh, I think around maybe junior year or maybe even earlier than that, I thought, wow, I, I, where can I go to meet girls? So, uh, <laughs> I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll maybe go to one of these sister uh, all girls schools that are in the area and you know, audition for a show or something. And, and maybe I can hang out there uh, and which is what I did. And, uh, it turned out pretty well. I mean, uh, Mm-hmm. I, I started doing shows and I thought, wow, this is kind of, this is, this is fun. This is pretty good. I think, I think I like doing this. Uh, uh so that's, did it that's work? where it started. Did it work? Did you get any dates? Did you meet any girls? I did meet some girls. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, it worked out okay. <laughs> I kind of did the same thing joining like home ec classes and different things, you know, like, oh, uh-huh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Wow, Not as successful. Wow, don't uh, you know you're dating yourself for your home ec class, man? Yeah, that was a while those. ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess they don't have that anymore. They probably call that something yeah. different. Um. So, uh, how how did uh, this? Uh, well, let's let's go a little bit back in your career. Sure. Um, can you tell me about your time on Lost? Because I'm sure uh, Quantum Leap fans probably there's a huge crossover with that show. I uh, I mean, uh, what can I say? It was one of the, it, it's you know one of those life changing. Uh, things that that i was lucky enough to to be part of you know it's just like every other actor uh, I, a breakdown came out for uh, an audition for a part on lost and i went in 
uh, I did it and uh, I got the part and I thought, oh man, this is great. Here's, you know, Hawaii, here I come. And, uh, you know, of course, the first thing, the first uh, episode I did, they called up and said, hey, you know, here's your call time and you're going to, uh, you know, Burbank, uh, Warner Brothers in Burbank. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I, thought was, I, thought we were, I thought they were shot in Hawaii. They said, yeah, well, you know, this is uh, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> so we we uh, we ended up on the set of uh, the show Alias, which was uh, mm. being shot at the same time. Yeah, that time. I love that show. And when they wrapped, we came in and, yeah, did, did our little, uh, you know, orientation video thing and and that's that's where it started and then uh, i i think it was supposed to be just a one-shot deal but uh, lucky for me it, it turned out to be more than that and they kept calling me back and finally i think after the third maybe the third time they said okay here you know hawaii here you go so and from then on it was uh uh i think maybe i don't know three or four times uh every season i would hop on a, a plane and head on over there and do my thing. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And then, man, I, I miss those trips. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you go to comic book conventions? Do you get a lot of people like coming up to you and want to like talk about like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and cool stuff like that you've done? Yes. I, I have been doing uh, some cons and cons and uh, yes, uh, boy, it's still, it still astounds me how uh, Ninja Turtles is still, you know, popular. Uh, I would say uh, right now, I would say maybe 75% of the fans that come up to, to, to see me at the cons are Ninja Turtle fans. Uh, I, the other, the other parts are, you know, Lost is still there. And, and there's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of, uh, I did a, um, in the eighties, I did a, a, a cartoon called GI Joe. And uh, <laughs> a lot of fans from that show is still around. Who did so, you play yeah. in GI Joe? I don't remember. I don't remember. But uh, I was my character was called Quick Kick. Ah, I was the very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I, I had the, the action former, figure. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I mean, uh, yeah, Quick Kick, <laughs> the former Hollywood stuntman turned GI Joe. <laughs> very cool. Uh, yeah. When I went through your IMDb and I was looking down, I was like, wow, he's been in so many cool things. And I looked and I was like, Shredder, and Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. So I did a quick like uh, rewatch and um, wow, you, you, you can't miss your eyes in that. I mean, it, it, you know, it's one so of those good. things where you, uh, of course, you, you, you as an actor, you, you're grateful for all these jobs you do. And then you, when you work, you're just, you think, oh, this is great. You know, you never think that it's going to be like, when I did Loss, you know, you never think uh, it was going to be some kind of, you know, so uh, as big as it was. And the same with Turtles. I mean, we, you know, it was great fun to do. And then, uh, I mean, here, here we are, like <laughs> over thirty years later, and I get, <laughs> I get a lot of like uh, middle-aged guys coming up to me and telling me, "Oh my God, you scared me so much when I was a kid, <laughs> and you were the fa my favorite Shredder," and da da da. And I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> Yeah, uh, kids kids grew up to be adults that are still kids, I think, my age group anyway. Oh yeah. So we still oh like yeah. all that stuff, and we show it to our own oh kids, yeah. so watch it with my daughter. Yeah. Um, the Expanse, <laughs> wow, to be part of that. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, like I say, if you watch enough TV in the last 30 years, you'll see me here and there, but I've been very lucky to have been parts of uh, a part of shows that are just, you know, um, 
the expanse was was an amazing uh experience um you know the the cast the the diversity in the cast was something that i when i when i started doing that i was like wow this is this is great this is we've come we've come a ways but uh it's still it's just like oh my god this is this is wonderful um you know at the same time i was doing the expanse i did another show called the tick where mm-hmm. um my character and my in the tick and uh in the expanse were like you know the opposite uh, ends of the of the spectrum and uh, it was it was so much fun to do um you know you see me in the expanse you know pretty much you want to like punch me in the face if you see me <laughs> <laughs> and then the tick that just means just, you're doing a great job that's all yeah, yeah yeah uh the tick was the total opposite so it was it was great it was a lot of fun that's awesome uh how did you get uh involved with quantum leap uh did how did you uh did you audition or did they just know you from your extensive work uh you know once every once in a while, one of the I guess good things about uh, lasting in this business for so long is that uh, after a while, you know, people remember you. Um, the two uh, uh, the two producers and writers on Quantum uh, remembered me from something we did together. Oh wow, man, it was uh, years ago. Um, it was a sci-fi. Uh, like a web series hmm. and uh wow just um wow brain fart i can't remember the title right now but uh, that's that's uh, that's how uh, i think they they remembered me from from that show and uh, every once in a while it's it's great when uh they call you up and say hey do you want to do this as opposed to you know you have to audition with uh, everybody else right mm-hmm. so um yeah, it was, I think I, I sent in my self-tape for Quantum Leap, and it turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, you were so amazing in this episode. I mean, um, you're, the, a lot of the emotional parts of the episode are involving you and the story with right. you and your wife right. and everything like that. Uh, yeah. What was it like on set and working with the cast and, and the producer's director? Uh, you know, um, it was... I would say there wasn't like anything I, I, you know, I've worked on a lot of different sets and most of them have been wonderful experiences. This was one of them where everybody, um, every, everybody's, the, the cast was great. You know, um, uh, I got to work with, uh, one of my, one of my, my friends, Somali, who was played my wife a couple of times in, in things like in, in past, uh, shows and uh i i have to say well, the best part of working on this quantum leap is that and i i, I still kind of get choked up when i think about it is that uh you know like i say i've been in this business for a long time and i it really it really makes my heart sing that i was able to be on a show where the number one on the call list is an Asian American artist and the show itself, the, the lead is an Asian American actor and it doesn't have anything to do with him being an Asian American. Uh, you know, in the, in the eighties and nineties when I used to do all these episodics where of course every show had its, uh, what do you call it? Chinatown episode. Mm-hmm. And so 
<laughs> that's when we all got to work and uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of work. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh my god, well, you know, uh, I've I played a lot of, uh, uh, of you know drug lords and and mm -hmm. so forth <laughs> through those years, mm -hmm. and uh, to finally get to a point where something like this uh, can happen is 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 uh, is amazing to me, you know. He's he's such a good uh, lead actor too. I mean, he's he's wonderful. He's so you know he's like, uh, um, and I, I you know I've watched I started I, I watched the old show, uh, mm -hmm. it was a big favorite of mine. Yeah, me and, too. And <laughs> uh, this came on, and I thought, ah, you know, I'll you know I'll, let's check it out. And uh, it's it's really well done. It's really I thought, you know, they kind of kept the old uh, the old formula, but mm -hmm. they've expanded it. Uh, I really like the. Um, the, the the crew uh, left behind, yeah. Because in the old show, you didn't really you didn't see any of that. It was just yeah, uh, very rarely. It was just Al and 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 you know mm -hmm. Sam and he, whatever. But uh, this is really you know it's like hey, all right, this is great, this is good. Yeah, uh, I, I hope they uh, you know. <laughs> I was telling when I was when I was finished and I was leaving. I think I said to I forget who I said it to, but I said hey, boy, I hope. Uh, Sam doesn't, no, Sam Ben doesn't, uh, you know, get to leap home for another 10 seasons at least. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. They got their season two, so uh, yeah, they've been picked yeah. up. So we're excited about That's that. That's great. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a silly question. Uh, I noticed sure. you had shrapnel sticking out of your head in this episode. What was the makeup yes. process like for that? <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty fun. I mean, it was like, uh, you know, um, they, uh, I'm trying to think of what uh, we came in and we started, you know, the, the makeup person started, had a whole bunch of different things that they thought, oh, here, let's try, let's put this on and see how it looks like. And so I wanted, some of it didn't look, you know, look like maybe a little bit too much, some of it a little, not enough. And we finally figured out, hey, that looks enough to, for somebody to go, oh, wait, what is that <laughs> kind of thing? Um but yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it, it didn't take as long as I thought it would. I mean, you know, I've been in, in, in shows where I've sat in the chair for, you know, hours to just get ready. And this was, this was, it was a lot better. It was uh, quite a reveal in the episode because you don't quite see, yeah. you don't see it yeah. for the first minute right, of the scene. Right, right. So uh, the character of Ben's not really worried about you until the doctor attending to you, like, steps out of the way a little bit. It's like, oh, he goes, yeah, like, oh, I wasn't prepared <laughs> for that. It looked pretty, pretty gnarly. Yeah. Pretty gnarly. And, and, uh, you know, the fact that it was, uh, it wasn't like I was writhing in pain kind of mm -hmm. thing. It was just like, mm -hmm. oh, there's a guy sitting there and he's got this shrapnel sticking out of his head. And, um, you know, this is, yeah. Which from my understanding is that that's how it would probably most likely be in a lot of cases. So like, uh, more right, people right. around you worried yeah. than the person themselves. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned yeah. before, uh, so many of the emotional parts of this episode had to do with your story and the story of your character's, uh, wife and, the the, mm -hmm. uh, par part of the episode that I actually uh, cried in was when, um, the character Ben was telling your character about, you, the your character's wiping brain dead and just seeing you right. cry in that pain right as an actor uh, I, you probably don't often get as much as you would like to act like you can but what was it take me through that process of that day and shooting that scene of you having to just express that emotion and you did it so well well thank you um you know it's it's one of those uh boy 
it's, it's a trap because, you know, you read the script and you go, you read the scene and you go, Oh my God, I gotta be, you know, uh, the, in, emotional maybe, or, you know, Oh my God, I've got to cry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> as the scene approaches, as the time approaches for, for us to shoot it, you know, you're thinking, okay, what, I, what, what, what can I do? I don't want to, you know, I gotta, I gotta get it. I can't, you know, I can't fake cry or anything. Uh, I gotta get this. So, uh, of course, as soon as I say that, as soon as I say, oh, I have to cry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, you can't do it. Um, it's taken me, uh, I guess, uh, years, years, uh, to get enough experience in, in terms of how to get, how to approach it. And it's just, it seems so simple, but one of the hardest things, at least for me, is to, uh, as an actor, is to relax and, and, and not, not, uh, you know, edit myself and just let it go. And if, you know, it, it happens, then it's going to happen. Uh, you just have to try to, whatever it is, you have to, it has to be truthful. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't go, oh, I'm, I'm going to act like I'm sad. I'm going to act like I'm, you know, whatever. So, uh, I, I was lucky enough to be on the set that, that, that there's not you no know, pressure of going, you know, if I, if I mess this up or whatever, or is this going to be bad or whatever? It was just, you know, hey, you know, every, everybody was nice and relaxed. And, and, um, when that happens, you know, it's a lot easier. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was something that I got to do that I usually don't have get the chance to do in a lot of roles I play where I'm like, mm-hmm. again, like the bad guy. And all mm-hmm. I do is you know, order people around to go kill people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You do that well too, though. So I guess it's good to have a big skill yeah. set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was, I know like television, you're a lot of times they're rushed for time. Uh, do you have mm-hmm. time uh, to work with Raymond Lee a little bit before scenes like that to kind of like figure out how you're going to do it or I'm guessing not much rehearsal, if any, right? Yeah. I mean, like you say, for TV, there, there really isn't, isn't time. I mean, you know, uh, the director has how, whatever time of the day, that how, how many shots that she has to, to, to get. And uh, the, the, there's no time really to, you know, when they say, okay, uh, they call you to set to rehearse. The rehearsal is basically, you know, for the technical stuff, for the camera, for the lighting, and, uh, pretty much my experience on TV is that, uh, the actors are sort of left, um, you know, on their own to, to do whatever prep they, whatever they have to do to, to get to, to, to the point where, you know, when we, when they, we start shooting, it's all there. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there's, there's very talented people out there who, who, uh, have been doing this for a while and, and you get to you get to a point where you know you don't need to to rehearse it. Like uh, I mean, I used to do a lot of theater, and of course, the luxury of that is, you know, you get what three to three weeks, three and a half weeks of rehearsal every day, and you come in and you you work on the scenes, you work on the play, you work on you know you, you, all this stuff. Well, you don't get that with the TV stuff. Um, so you bring that you bring all that with you, and you step on set, then you you better be ready, you know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, 
I think the best thing about the best way to describe it is uh, the experience. The, the longer you do this, the, the more the, the you know the easier. But just the the more uh, used to it you are, and it's not it's not like a great big thing every time you you have to try to do it. Uh, you know you know you can do it. You know the other actors or professionals. We're all there for the same thing, and uh, we all kind of depend on each other. We're um, and you know, for the most part, uh, it all works out. That's that's awesome. So uh, another silly question: uh, Was it on a set or like in one of those old hospitals that are just used for like filming hospital uh, dramas or something? Uh, yeah, this was on uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the old ba- abandoned hospitals. Uh, I think this one was in where were we? Um, Hawthorne. You know, I, uh, I got the call sheet and, and of course, so a lot of the stuff is shot at the Universal, which is close to where I live. And I thought, Hey, this, you know, hospital set, they must have sets there. It's going to be great. And then I got the sheet and it said Hawthorne. I thought, Oh man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, that's the way it goes. <laughs> was, was it an overall positive set? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I say, it was very, very positive. Um, you know, I, 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 I admit I have been on sets where, man, you, as soon as you get there, you can feel the tension of, of somebody's is, you know, it, it, it's just not fun to be around, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you just kind of, you know, put your, put your head down and, and go do about your work. Uh, this was one of the sets where it was, it was very, very open and, and relaxed and, um, which is a, very conducive to, to, you know, getting, getting your work done. I think what helped me a lot in all these scenes, uh, where it's very emotional, where it's, 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 it's hard to, you know, I mean, of course you, again, you have to do the, you have, you know, it's not just one take. It's, it's, you know, three or four or whatever. And you kind of have to make each one sort of like uh, as new as possible, right? So on this set, like I say, it was very, very welcoming. And um, you, when you when you, when there's no tension, it's much easier to work uh, and to, to you know to, to do what you have to do. We've heard uh, different stories from people how uh, Raymond and the gang like to have fun on set. Is there any uh, fun things that happened while you were there? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. I guess it might have been when with the shooting some of the other stuff, but for my, for for our stuff, it wasn't really. You know, I can't. I'm not one of those. Uh, I mean, I've been on sets where it, it, it's, it's it amazes me how some of these uh, series stars or whatever, very, very uh, experienced actors, they can just, they can be joking and, and laughing around with the, with the crew and doing that, that and then turn on a dime. And, and when, you know, when they say action, you, they just do what they have to do. Mm. Uh, I'm unfortunately not one of those people. I think I can't, I can't do that. So, uh, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not actually, um, What's the what's the another method where I have to be in, in, in you know go through this whole thing all the way all the time I'm on set? But I like to just 
you know, prepare for what's coming up. And unfortunately, or fortunately, the scenes are very, very emotional and hard to do. So I, uh, I, I, I couldn't just, you know, be joking around and then all of a sudden go, Oh my God, I got to go do this. You know, Oh, they're calling me. God, I got to go and <laughs> kind of uh, switch the, that switch in my head. Uh, um, yeah. At this time. So, uh, I, I, I mean, it, what's, it's, it sounds kind of corny, but what's fun for me is, is really doing the work. You know, I, I go on, uh, when I do work on location and stuff, I go to, I get a chance to go to different cities, different countries. And uh, my wife and my friends always say, yeah, you got to go out and, 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 you know, yo, you got, you got these days off. Yo, great. You can go and do this and that and have fun and that and that. And I'm always like, well, you know what? I, I would just, it'd be much better for me if I could just go to set and work like almost every day. It would, that would be, that would be fun for me. Uh, I might mm-hmm. go back to my hotel room and, you know, chill out for a while, but I, I, I don't really, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I have much more fun going on set. I love, I love being on set, even, even when I have to sit around and wait for hours. Uh, there's a whole atmosphere. You see people walk, doing their jobs, people walking around, people, you, you, you know, you're there, you're in the midst of it all. And, uh, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a great feeling. Well, that's, uh, why you get into it in the first place, right? Being in the movies and, you know, experiencing all that. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. if you're lucky enough to, to be able to do something that you love to do, uh, and, and, you know, make a living at it, man, it's, that's it. Everything else is pretty much uh, gravy, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the scenes towards the end of the episode, um, where your character is seeing his wife brain dead and you have to emote and, um, you know, kiss her on the forehead and, uh, they're, mm-hmm. the shots are from all different like angles and different things. Is it hard to like repeat that performance like again and again? Yeah. You know, uh, so, you know, I, I guess, um, it's weird. Sometimes it is. And then sometimes, uh, you know, it, it comes easily. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a way of, of, making sure that every time, every time we do a take, every angle or whatever, uh, that you don't, you don't get into that comfortable feeling of, you know, kind of almost going on autopilot kind of thing. You, you've done it and you think, Oh, okay, this is a different scene. We've done this, but let's just, you know, um, uh, it's a very, that's a very easy trap to fall into. And I, and, and I have to admit, you know, I have to work very hard not to fall into it. So I try to make sure that every time we do a take, it's, 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 it's like the first time. And, uh, uh sometimes you succeed and sometimes, sometimes you don't. <laughs> uh, uh, you succeeded. The episode came out really well. Um, I was, I was really blown away by it and very emotional. Did did you did you get a chance to um get to know the woman who played your character's wife? No, no, uh, no. You know, again, that's one of those things where um, the the woman who played my wife was, I believe, um, a, a background artist because mm-hmm. she didn't have that much to do. 
and I don't think she had any any dialogue. So, uh, and again, you know, it's not like we have enough time to to say, "Hey, nice to meet you." And I mean, basically, <laughs> I said that as we I came onto the onto the set to rehearse the scene, and you know, she's already all hooked up in the thing and lying there. And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> are you comfortable?" <laughs> Hi, I'm Francois. Nice to work with you. And that's about it. Uh, a lot of times, that's about as much time as you have. Uh, mm-hmm. I, like I say, I love being on set. And uh, sometimes in between, you know, when they're they're lighting or they're doing this and that, there's a little time where you can. But then, you know, you kind of, I don't want to get in the way. So I have to kind of choose uh, when I can hang out and, and see what's what or when there's when when I can't. So for this one, I don't think we, there was a lot of a lot of people involved, and uh, it felt a little you know if I just standing there trying to not get in the way, it it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work out. <laughs> uh, being a fan of Quantum Leap, uh, the original series, uh, are you excited to watch your episode when it airs? Oh yeah, no, d- definitely. Uh, I. Um, you know what's great these days is in the in, in the old days where well, I used to have to you know hook up that that uh, man that VCR to record your show your your episode or you got to make sure that you set the timing right and a lot of times it just you mess up and that was it that was your shot uh, you'd have to wait until you know maybe the summer for the rerun um, but here we are in the 21st century and uh it's there's there's very little chance you know my my dvr is set to tape it but at the same time you can go to uh peacock and it's streaming there the, the mm-hmm. next day right the day afterwards usually mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. there's a you know you can a lot of a lot of places you can just say hey can you do an air check for me on this and it's it's there for you you know so yeah no i'm i'm, I'm excited to see to see how it turned out yeah, it, so far it's one of the best episodes I think of the season. So, uh, and you were a big part oh, of that. Good. So, oh. uh, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us about it, and we learned a lot. And uh, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I uh, hope I didn't bore you too much with uh, all my blabbing here, but uh, this, <laughs> not uh, at all. Sometimes you know you start talking, and sometimes right in the middle of your sentence, you're thinking. Hmm, I, I think I've said enough. Uh, I'm not sure how to. St- <laughs> I'm not sure how to stop. But I guess I better stop now. <laughs> I en- I enjoyed our time together. <laughs> Thank you, Albert. <laughs>